Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 55 of the RA Era podcast, the only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us actual murder, as it's time for the Smackdown exclusive Great American Bash 2004. As always, I'm Dave and joining me, still in these self-isolation quarantine lockdown times, um, not for too much longer hopefully, is Big Sexy Michael Rag. Good evening sir, are you ready for what Dave Meltzer as uh, quoted as saying the worst pay-per-view of 2004. Yeah, it's not the best. I mean, we do get a great cruiserweight title match. That's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a lot of filler. It's a lot of SmackDown filler for a pay-per-view that people are getting charged like 30, 40 quid um, or whatever it's a TV it show on pay-per-view. At best, it's an episode of Velocity. Her best. It just needs we've more got, cowbell. We've got Billy Gunn. We've got Mordecai. We've got oh, cowbell. <laughs> Michael, did you watch Sunday Night Pre-Show? No, I did not. On Sunday Night Pre-Show, Spike Dudley beat Jamie Noble in about four minutes. Oh, so that's why Spike was in the hot tub. We were just having a wash after his match. 
more on the hot tub a little bit later on. So it is the Great American Bash 2004. It's the 27th of June 2004, which ironically is now the 27th of June 2020 as we're recording this episode. <laughs> this is the first time I think we've ever recorded on the anniversary of one of these pay-per-views. <laughs> And none of us realised till like about two hours before we started recording. <laughs> we are from Norfolk Scope in Norfolk, Virginia, and there is around six and a half thousand people in attendance. And as always, Michael, Cole, and Taz are going to call the action. Michael, let's talk by rates. The last time SmackDown brought you one of their exclusive pay per views was Judgment Day, 235,000 buys. And the Great American Bash, are we going higher or are we going lower? So I know, I know Raw, they, all their pay-per-views were worse than Backlash. Yeah, so to, if you want to go, we'll go from Backlash. Backlash was 295,000. Bad Blood was 290,000. So Raw's had a decent run from Mania, but Judgment Day, that was 235. Great American Bash, is it higher or is it lower? Lower. It is higher. 238,000 buys. Team America in full force tonight. America, <laughs> fuck yeah. Oh, America. Uh, so, our opening promo, Michael. Fucking America. America. Um, I did like, though, how we, we saw the blueprints for the crypt. Yeah. I thought that was quite good. Even though it's just a box. <laughs> so, yeah, what did you make to the proper patriotic opening promo? Um, every line within, like, the national... Um, not, not the national anthem, is it? The Pledge of Allegiance That's it. and stuff like that was used to describe the shenanigans that's been going on over SmackDown the last couple of weeks. And then you've got uh, sentences of the um, the Constitution, like freedom of expression, freedom of speech and all that. So tonight's just all about freedom. It's <laughs> freedom. It's a great American bash, baby. So, Michael, we open the show and sexy Uncle Sam, she's here to say, welcome to the great American bash. And then that's it. It fucks yeah. off. And then we see the intro. It, that what was because it, uh, it, it's yeah, it's America. America. Um, we saw a shot of some of the soldiers in the crowd. Michael Cole says, "After four years, a tradition is back." It's like, that, this isn't your shit. This, this is, is WCW This isn't your shit. Uh, we cut to the Macarena lads. They're excited for the bash. And I tell you something, Michael. I absolutely fucking adore the red, white, and blue ropes. It's so old school. It gives me such a wholesome, it. old school feel. I also like the stage. It's it's very minimalist, but it works. But I imagine it's going to be a lot better than what XT Great American Brashtals is going to look like. <laughs> yeah, this, over, like two, the over two weeks. Yeah, oh, the In Your House was a brilliant. It, they, they went proper old school from getting Tom Pettigill there to proper going old school. It was brilliant. It, it was everything that you would have asked for from a staging setup. The only thing that was missing... Doing? Well, the only thing that was missing is they didn't give away a house. <laughs> that was the only thing that was missing but yeah um, a great American Bash I've seen it announced on NXT it's going to be over a two week period um, fuck it Vince is like yeah ratings I'll, do, I'll give you a two week pay per view <laughs> um, but yeah I quite liked it it was but like I said minimalistic a lot of circles everything was all in circles but it was all two about red white and blue two round screens what more do you need it was like Uncle Sam had thrown up America all over that got arena. concrete truck and a couple APCs. Yeah, um, we'll get onto that a little bit later on. <laughs> Our opening contest, Fatal 4-Way Elimination Match for the US title, John Cena, Ray Dupree, Booker T and RVD. 
Word freaking life. Michael, did you notice that John Cena had a Katie Vick t-shirt? <laughs> nice touch. She's a great American. I didn't notice that. It said Vic. It was I, the the commentators did say who it was, but during that time I was writing down that it was a Katie Vick shirt. That's the only Vic I know. <laughs> yo yo yo! Tonight Kurt Angle wants me to lose. It's no joke, but I'm still here, ready to kick ass in Norfolk. He's trying to eliminate me, yo. That's his plan. But tonight I'm gonna beat three dudes just like Kurt Angle's hand. So is Cena gonna jerk off his opponents tonight? <laughs> Very homophobic rants from Cena. In the, especially in this rap it's all about you're gonna yeah, it's, you're it's gonna, all gay, gay. Uh, you're gay you're gay yeah. i'm not you're, you're gay. gay i'm not why with the gay jokes oh it's 2004 a different time he's makes you cringe i must say i did enjoy when he said so i scouted rvd and that rolling thunder stunt the only thing rvd will be rolling tonight is blunts and they're like, oh, inside joke. And even when our video come out, he's like, what are you fucking on about? <laughs> he's like, do you want me to roll you on after? <laughs> and then with another inside joke, he goes on about Booker T, saying he's gone way downhill since GI bro. <laughs> like, yeah. small time See, sucker like a knee high ho. Cena used to watch 2000 and fucking one, 2000 WCW. Probably earlier um, than that, weren't it? 99, no, uh, 2000, I'd say. We're uh, the misfits in action. Yeah, GI bro and all the uh, fucking Corporal Cajun. Lash LaRue was Corporal. Was it Lash LaRue? Yeah. Maybe Chavo Char Guerrero could. No, he was Lieutenant Loco or something like that. Chavo oh, yeah. And then there was yeah, they all had some great names. It was the yeah, wall. Yeah. Uh, major guns uh, with big boobs. They were major guns. <laughs> uh, did you notice, Michael, that everybody apart from John Cena had really short entrances? Like by the time they got into the ring, the f it was like a. Do you know when wrestlers come out for a battle royal? Yeah. As soon as they got in the ring, that's it. It cuts to the next entrance. Um, Michael, Fifi Watch. I'm sure it's the same theory that we had last week on SmackDown. Or the week before. But it's still a cute Fifi. It did not like having the French flag on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it quite liked coming out into the arena. It was running side to side. It didn't... Like, Renee was looking like it was a little bit struggling to keep her under control. She didn't look... A, it was like that time when Cody Rhodes brought his dog out and his dog Vade didn't want to be there. Yeah. He yeah, still looks like, tired. Yeah. yeah, Fifi looked a bit worried. She, she, This this Fifi, she didn't, yeah. I don't understand why they've not just stuck to one dog and like got a travelling dog to travel around with Renee. Or maybe he's anti-dog and he's only doing it for gimmick. Yeah, he's like, I ain't having possibly. a dog with me. But how would I you know, no dog with if me. you didn't know Renee was French, how would you know? Just look at his attire. <laughs> well he's got a poodle so of course he's French um, the match though it does very quickly become John Cena beats three people single handedly yes um, Booker T and RVD they go at it as do Cena and Renee to start us off uh, so this match is under tornado rules uh, but it all gets a bit weird when people just start chilling out on outside waiting for their turn yeah it's like I get it's tornado rules and it's all elimination you want to pace yourself you don't want to be the first one out let the other people fight, eliminate each other, and then pick up the scraps. Yeah, but I don't understand why they don't just like it. Just looks awkward when they, when they were stood outside the ring, just waiting for the waiting for the opportunity or waiting for their spot, yeah. waiting for the moment. It was like you're making it look a bit. At least do something outside. Put a chin lock on on outside or something. Just do something. Like, to, like right start at match when Booker T and RVD go to outside. Cameraman follows them whilst Cena and Renee are in the ring. What are they doing? <laughs> Just, just stand, stand and wait for, yeah, just stand and wait for your spot. Um, 
Brunette, he puts a chin lock on RVD to waste a bit of time. Uh, Rob fights back. It's a split-legged moonsault. Gets a two. Uh, Rolling Thunder gets the same. Cena does something for the first time in about fucking four minutes by picking Renee up off the floor, only to get flipped onto RVD. Uh, and then we get Cena and RVD in the ring. They exchange a couple of near falls. RVD slides to the floor, tells Booker that it's his turn to get in. They get into an argument. RVD throws Booker in for a beating. Cena slides to the floor, throws Renee in to replace him. Cena and RVD then just kind of stand about and watch them two fight. And that's all the first half of the match is until we get an elimination. Yeah, it's just, it's odd, absolutely odd. Uh, Dupree, it's a power slam, does the French tickle, but walks into a Booker spine buster. Uh, five star, it's Renee, but there's no cover. Five star, then it's Booker this time, but Cena rolls in and cradles Rob Van Dam for the first elimination. I was like, oh, well, is Renee going to go over? Because I thought Renee would be the first one eliminated. Yeah, I thought he was going to go Renee, RVD, Booker. Did you notice, like, the fans, they, I think they kind of shit on it when Rob Van Damme got kicked off straight away. Yeah, cause because it's they, Van Damme. They weren't in. They, they just weren't into it at all. They care For about an opening contest. They care about they, Cedar. They, they care about Yeah, Booker. definitely. They don't give a shit I, about Renee. Yeah, I, I think if if you're going to put Renee over as the hill, Renee needs to get all the victories. But obviously, we know what happens at the end. Uh, but yeah, I think Rob Van Damme get eliminated first. Yeah, I think that pissed, the crowd kind of went flat afterwards for a bit. Um... We get a throwback to Booker. Cena pumps it. F.U. downs Dupree. Booker hits an axe kick on Cena and that eliminates Renee. Uh, so it's down to Booker and John Cena. And so here we go. Renee's uh, elimination. Because, like I said, no one likes Renee. But they don't I think. But what they should have done with Renee is have Renee beat Booker. Renee beat Rob Van Damme and go down to Renee and Cena and then have Cena still go over. But at least then you you can the crowd can have a proper fucking and boo and a bitch at. You've built well. You built a new dirty heel as well, because I think that's Renee's biggest problem. He never goes over anybody. Yeah, he, he, ne he never goes if he over does, it's anybody. Dirty. He's never. I don't think he's won a clean match. Exactly. Booker he chops away in the corner and goes for a beautiful little uh, spinning sunset flip out of the corner for a two count. It's beautiful. Shades of Gerald Briscoe. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, axe kick misses. John Cena hits the FU for the victory, keeping the title in just over 15 and a half minutes. Um, so, yes, still your United States champion is the Doctor of Fugonomics. Does this mean he technically eliminated all three guys? Because his FU is what eliminated Dupree. Yeah. And he pinned RVD and Booker T. It's Cena's got to look strong, hasn't it? Well, this is where it should click that he's, <laughs> you know, going to be the guy. He's going to be the guy. Well, the thing is, though, you can't fault him when you look at him. He's got the look. He's got the gimmick. Yeah. He can talk. He's everything you want out of a wrestler. And his moves at this stage for what he needs to do, in, especially in matches like this, it's, it's perfect. Because all he does is hit his big moves. Like I've always said John Cena's a decent wrestler. He gets too you... much shit. It's because, only because he kept winning the matches how he did with him yeah doing the same but it, it did get very repetitive I think that like was the starting issue starting to yeah. now yeah like he never mixed it up when he found something that worked and just ran with it if it ain't fair, broke yeah, fair fucks this to one, him uh, yeah how many mavens one maven for each elimination oh okay I'm being nice I'd, I'd probably it give was it a, it was a nice uh, warm up I'd probably get two and a half see it down middle that middle, it went, the finish, the finish got got good, but the, I don't know. The everyone stood outside doing nothing for a bit. I just found that yeah. very very strange. Hey John, man, congratulations. No John, seriously, congratulations. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
Thanks, dog. You're looking good. Thank you. You know, I got the belt, but uh, I also got to go below the belt. Hit me up on the two-way. Anyways, you do look beautiful tonight. Thank you. You know what? I'm so I, I can't believe how far you have fallen, Charlie. You used to be my protege. You had so much potential. Now look at you. Hanging around with John Cena, flirting with Miss Jackie. Used to care about nothing but wrestling. I am so disappointed in you. You know what, Kurt? I could care less. Oh, now you're mouthing off to me. Well, that's a big mistake. Because I have a new protege, a bigger and better protege. And his name is Luther Reigns. And I promised Luther Reigns a match tonight at the Great American Bash. <laughs> and you know something? I can't think of a more fitting opponent than you, Charlie. So if you two had any plans for tonight, I'd cancel them. Because your match with Luther is coming up next. Good luck. Whoa. Excuse me. The SmackDown Divas will be hosting the Great American Bash right here from this hot, steamy water. We will be interviewing the biggest stars on SmackDown. And since I had the honor of conducting the very first interview, I will be interviewing the biggest star of all, me. Now tonight, I have a match against Tori Wilson. Everyone thinks that Tori Wilson is the all-American girl. But nobody looks better in red, white, and blue than me. Uh, John Cena, he goes backstage and he finds Jackie Gage and starts hitting on her. Well, she's um, looking smoking. She is looking smoking. And Charlie Ass is just like not bothered. Uh, and he leaves and then Angle rolls up to yell at Charlie. I used, used to be my protege. We used to be in Team Angle. Now look at you now. You're a fucking disgrace. He's and because of that, tonight I'm putting you in a match with the big dog. Da-da, da-da, da-da. So a Sunday night heat velocity match being made for the pay-per-view yep. 10 minutes before the actual match happens. Um, if that. Charlie Haas and the big dog. Yeah, Roman's big brother getting an impromptu match on pay-per-view. They must have high hopes for him. They must have. They absolutely must have. And then, Michael, we see Sable, who's in a hot tub. And she says, the Divas will be hosting tonight's show. She'll be interviewing herself, though. And she says that Tori tonight, she's going to face her, and she's hotter than her, and she's going to whoop her. That's basically what I got out of that. Only one of those things is actually correct. <laughs> she's going to whoop her. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of whooping... Up next, it is one half of Not Team Angle going up against the big dog, Luther Reigns. Um, yeah, it was made five minutes ago. Michael, how did we get here? Uh, so, Cena won his Fatal 4 elimination match about ten minutes ago, <laughs> if that. He was walking backstage and Charlie Oss said, uh, yo, congrats on the win. And then he Cena tried uh, flirting with Jackie and Charlie just brushed it off. <laughs> then Kurt comes up and was like, I'm disappointed in you. You're having a match against Roman Reigns' big brother. <laughs> and that's how we got here. That quick. Uh, the big dog, he hammers away in a very, very slow start. Uh, a kick puts Haas down, and then we hear about how Angle can never wrestle again. They're pushing this so hard at the minute. 
Uh, Angle, though, he says he's loving it as the big dog works on the back for a bit and Charlie hits, uh, you can say he hits a pair of drop kicks, but you, there's about a foot and a half between Charlie's feet and the big dog's body. Yeah, um, the air got more impact. Yeah, just a touch. Uh, he gets sent to the floor and then it's time for a good old chin lock. Um, the big dog, though, he can't even do a chin lock right because his hands are about a foot away from Charlie Asser's face. There's not much she can do right. <laughs> a press slam, that gets her two. And that the fans are they're really it. not bothered. They're not bothered. The fans just aren't asked. The press slam is okay. The fucking attempt at a single leg Boston, which appears to have zero pressure on the back, but the announcers <laughs> will tell you complete opposite of that. Um, Angle, when he says that they're running out of time, so Charlie hits a suplex for probably his only big offence in the match. And then a German suplex gets a two, but Charlie's shoulder goes into the post and then a, like a, uh, a crossroads, maybe, would you call it? Uh, it looked more like uh, Reno's finishing from WCW, if you remember. I, I don't. I remember it, Reno, I can't say I remember his finisher. It was essentially just a shit crossroads. Yeah, like a shit crossroads. <laughs> Definitely. So is he not uh, using that shit power slam anymore? No, he's using a shit crossroads instead. Uh, the fans weren't asked. Probably because the match was thrown together five minutes ago. Uh, the big dog is still really bad in the ring. And Ass was just a jobber. Uh, he's got so much talent on that. On, uh, he's so much talent. But nope, he's just now a jobber. Once he took the tag titles off him, that's it. It's over, isn't it? Well, yeah. No, that's it. Where no is, for Charlie Ass. Why was Rico not with him? Where's Rico? Exactly. We're not complaining that Jackie was out there. But his tag team partner should have been out there as well. Uh, exactly. Michael, how many mavens for the big dog versus Charlie Ass? I'm sorry, Charlie. Two. Two? Point five. I get it one because it had Charlie Ass in it. Probably point five because of Charlie Ass and point five for Jackie. <laughs> the bit, I, like, I love the big dog, I do. It did the, the job that the it needs to, to get Roman over. But he's fucking terrible. He's fucking shite. Terrible. At Judgment Day, John Bradshaw Layfield guaranteed victory over Eddie Guerrero. And at Judgment Day, John Bradshaw Layfield delivered victory over Eddie Guerrero. Like I always do. What I say, I do. What I want, I get. The only reason that Eddie Guerrero is WWE Champion right now is because he got himself disqualified on purpose at Judgment Day. That is fact. That is documented fact. Tonight, Eddie... can't get yourself disqualified because there are no disqualifications this is my match the Texas bull rope match my rules I am going to drag your carcass all over this arena I have been vilified by the press by the people I'd say by my peers but I have no peers well today is a day of reckoning Today is John Bradshaw Layfield's vindication. The day I shove it down you people's throats. You would think in Norfolk, Virginia, a military town, that a great American like me, at the Great American Bash, would receive a hero's welcome? Well, I haven't. And I know why. You see, because I am a great American, I expose you people for what you are. I make you look in your own souls and you don't like what you see. So you turn your anger on me. Well, tonight I don't just guarantee victory. 
Oh, I guarantee victory, all right. But tonight, your worst nightmare comes true. Because tonight, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, tonight at the Scope Arena in Norfolk, Virginia, that John Bradshaw Layfield will become the new WWE champion. We go backstage, Michael, to JBL, saying that tonight he's going to win the title in tonight's Texas Bull Rope match. Are you excited for the Texas Bull Rope match? All I heard him say was, racist, cowbell, cowbell, racism, cowbell, racism, I'm rich. Needs more cowbell. Needs more cowbell. <laughs> Up next, Cruiserweight title time. For about the 85th time they've had a match, it is Charo Guerrero going up against your defending champion, Rey Mysterio. I did like on Ray's entrance how he how it looked like he came up through the APC. Yeah, yeah, no, there. definitely. That was yeah, cool. Yeah. I wonder how many times though where that, that's gone a little bit not gone fully wrong where he's hurt himself, but he's sprung him up a little bit higher and for them two, oh, two seconds. Fast. Yeah, for them two or three seconds he's shit insane. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Proper shaking as he comes out. Fucking hell, lads, that was a bit much. Um so Michael, how did we get here? Chavo was cruiserweight champion around Mania time. And they lost to Jackie. And they went back from Jackie at our last pay-per-view. And they lost it to his daddy, who then lost the title to Ray. Last week on SmackDown, Chavo won a battle royal. And for the 79th million six hundred and eight seven thousand one hundred and twenty-eighth time, we've got Ray Mysterio versus Chavo Guerrero. Uh, so the match, they speed things up to start with, as you'd expect. A couple of roll-ups. Uh, they fly around a lot. Um, Chavo, he drop kicks Ray as he's on the apron, sends him to the floor, and it looks like Ray possibly might have injured his knee. Beautiful drop kick there. And then Chavo <coughs> brings him back in, works on the knee, just so much ring psychology in this match. Exactly. Chavo um, wraps Ray's legs around the ring post, sort of like Bret and Austin, but not quite there. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then when we got back in the ring, we got like a one-legged lion tamer-esque type of move. It was a better single-leg Boston than what we saw in the previous match, that's for oh, sure. Oh, well, oh, definitely. I could probably hit a better single-leg Boston than the big dog. Uh, Ray, though, kicked out of it. It's a bulldog. Uh, according to Michael Cole, it's a DDT. Yeah, Michael Cole, you need to learn your moves when you're commentating. <laughs> uh, Chavo, it works in even more, kicking it hard. And Ray kind of... It was quite funny, he kicked him that hard that Ray spun around in a bit of a circle. Yeah, like a Rikishi clothesline bump. <laughs> yeah, on the, then, on the mat. But a great selling by Ray, though, when Chavo whips him from corner to corner and Ray just gets halfway and then falls her. Yeah, because he's fucked. He's, Brilliant you've got to sell the knee. You've got to sell until a little bit later, though, when it, it miraculously starts healing. Yeah. Uh, but, Ray, he gets, Ray gets tied in the tree, tree of woe, but Chavo misses his charge, going arm first into the post. Uh, Ray fires off the seat and sent onto the floor. Both guys are down. Uh, they fight to the apron. Chavo teases a suplex though back to the floor. Ray counters a slingshot into a drop kick, and the knee is rapidly getting better. Uh, Russian leg sweep gets a two. Seated sent on gets a two. Ray pounds away. He charges into a gory bomb for a two as Chavo takes over again. But, you know, Chavo took too long to recover because he's hurt his arm now. Well, now he's got to sell that for 20 minutes, but is there 20 minutes left? Chavo, though, he works on the knee even more. And Inzagori sets up the 619, though. Ray's knee can barely work, so it's a West Coast pop. One-legged line tamer again, and then we get the half crab. And then Ray, I'm sorry, he's tapping out. He's slapping the hand as he's crawling to get to the ropes. He's but frantically me, scratching and clawing and crawling his way to the ropes. He's tapping out. He's tapping, he's tapping. out. So, <laughs> champion. 
Uh, Charvel loads up another Gory Bomb, but Ray rolls through, Sunset Flip. For, for me, I was surprised if it retained. And just, well, under 20 minutes, about 19 and a half minutes. Uh, I was surprised. I thought they were going to put it straight back on Charvel. I'm not surprised Ray won. I'm surprised mean- it was a roll up out of a finish here. It was decent. Don't get me wrong. Does that mean we get a rematch? I don't think we do. I think this is the last one because I think Ray drops the title to someone else soon. Uh, but this, for me, match of the night. Oh, it was it was a classic cruiserweight match. It was everything that we said uh, in the last episode that we hoped it would be because we had the shenanigans with Jackie and Charles' dad. Cruiserweight and... match on a WCW named pay per view, and it's not on the opener. What's going on? <laughs> and it's match of the night. <laughs> How many Mavens then for Charvo versus Ray? I'm giving it four. Great cruiserweight match. I'd go with four. There's I'd amazing go with four. counters, amazing ring psychology. Chavo's targeting the arm and the knee of Ray. Ray's targeting the arm of Chavo. Brilliant match. It was. Totally agree. I'd go with four Mavens as well. We go backstage. Tori Wilson, she's now in the hot tub with various cruiserweights who say they would have won they would have won if they would have been in there. Um Tori stands up in a little American flag bikini. Gets out of the with the greatest slide ever. God bless America. So, are you guys surprised that Rey Mysterio kept the Cruiserweight title tonight? Not surprised. No, he's a great champion. But if I was in there, then we're in a new Cruiserweight whoa, champion. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Excuse me. But not... Whoa. Oh, excuse me. You would have won nothing. I was the one that could have won no that. Way. No way. No way. I know him better than anybody. Excuse me guys, I'm gonna let you guys argue about this on your own. I've got a match with Sable tonight and I need to get ready. Wish me luck. <laughs> God bless America. America! Fuck yeah! Speaking of America, up next it is Kenzo Suzuki up against the ass man himself, Billy Gunn. In his biggest feud since debuting. <laughs> it is. Think I know, it. I know, which is it's bad though. <laughs> Michael, how did we get here? Again, last week on SmackDown, <laughs> on the Go Home <laughs> episode of SmackDown, uh, Billy Gunn f- beat Kenzo Suzuki by disqualification when Suzuki's bit of fluff threw powder in his face. That's it. <laughs> That's then. Tonight is the rematch. Um, Suzuki is still kind of. They are kind of still putting him over on commentary as this big Japanese star, but he's very generic. Yeah, Billy is just. You could tell his face. Did he didn't want to be in this match? He, he had a look at his face the whole match, like, "What the fuck am I doing with my career?" Yeah, but uh, Kenzo is one of them where, like a very Tajiri esque, uh, in where he'll make a do a chop hit a pose. And do a do a kick hit a pose. Yeah. I don't it's yeah, I don't I can't see Kenzo Suzuki lasting for all his efforts, for all his efforts. Um the start of the match, neck breaker from Billy Gunn gets a two. Um the claw STO puts Billy down. But he drops a knee instead of covering. Yeah, exactly. Uh and then we get a nerve hold, which would be a little bit more effective if you like squeeze his hand or something. I think he was giving him an oriental massage. A little massage, that's all it was. Iroki's taught him how to do a little massage. Um, It felt like it went on forever. Billy though gets a roll up for a two and a suplex gets a two for Suzuki. Um, We get another chin lock. Um, The fans though, they're loudly booing. They're not happy with fucking velocity on a pay-per-view that they've paid a lot of money to come and see. 
Um, they still get out, but Billy hits the Stinger Splash, sets up the famous uh, but Suzuki fucking stands straight back up. No fucking about. And then uh, Kinshasa. He <laughs> uh, goes for that. That gets the two. He walks into a tilt well. That gets the two. And then a low blow slows Billy down. And Kenzo gets a pin after the knee to the back out of reverse the DDT. The shittest looking backbreaker I've ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah, horrible finish. Horrible match. Should've horrible gimmick. Poor Billy Gunn. Michael, how many mavens for Billy Gunn and Kenzo Suzuki? Fucking point One because two. Billy Gunn <laughs> Where do we go from here though now? For Billy Gunn. Right, in 2004. Uh, TNA. Because <laughs> is this not... Am I right in thinking that this is his last pay-per-view appearance? Yeah. In, in our sure timeline? I, I don't is, think he has another one until... Uh, it comes back Rumble with a road dog a sweaty... Yeah, when he comes back with a road dog as sweaty old men. Yeah, and they become tag champs for some reason. That's it. Billy, it's been a memorable run. It's been a beautiful run. We've we've watched you do four ways. We've we've watched you get nearly get married to a man. It's been a memorable run. Well, I think we still see him on SmackDown for a bit, don't we, until he disappears. Yeah, I think we still see him around now and then. I think he mm. I think he has a spot in the rumble. Does he have a spot in the rumble? I think he does. Well, Billy, we'll see you at the rumble. I think you know, just to pad numbers. <laughs> well, Hey, it's not just padding the numbers because Billy's Billy's he could win it, you know. Even if now he come back. So you saying right now Billy Gunn's going to win 2005 Rumble? Billy Gunn calling for the famous or Suzuki wisely uh, got back to his well, feet. Suzuki was a victim of that famous for this past Thursday on SmackDown. Well, obviously oh, learned his lesson. Oh, and did you see that? I think that was a low blow. Yeah, that was a ridge hand in the wrong area. The referee was... didn't see it. That was a low blow by Suzuki to Billy Gunn. What's this? Suzuki. <laughs> Knee to the back of the neck. Billy Gunn may be out, and it is over. A modified backbreaker with that overhook. Here is your winner, Kenzo Suzuki. I thought Suzuki's going for a reverse DDT, an inverted DDT, but drove Billy Gunn on the upper neck and spine area, which he worked on with that nerve hold right to Suzuki's own knee. That's vicious, man. But the deciding blow, Taz, was the low blow. That straight hand. Low to Billy Gunn, referee never saw it. Kenzo Suzuki took well, advantage. I'll detect by the referee. Referee didn't see that all the same, but uh, hey, why? He's a warrior with honor, all right? A man of pride. Kenzo, Su Su Kenzo Suzuki victorious here at the bench. You know, something about this really bothers me. Everybody thinks I'm bluffing. The Dudleys think I'm bluffing. The authorities think I'm bluffing. Which is bad for you because then no one's going to be there to save you. You see, you know I'm not bluffing, right? You know what type of man I am. You know what I'm capable of. Because if The Undertaker doesn't do the right thing tonight, I will have no problem pulling that lever. And then I'm going to watch as the concrete flows into that crypt, and the concrete comes up past your knees, and the concrete comes up and fills your torso, and then... <gasps>
Oh, then it gets even better. Because I'm going to remove that gag. Because I want to hear you scream. I want to hear you scream for the undertaker as that concrete comes up to your neck. And then, if the undertaker doesn't do the right thing, I'll have no problem pulling that lever again. And I'm going to watch as that concrete comes up past your mouth and your nose and your eyes and engulfs your entire head so that the undertaker's conscience is buried in a concrete crypt. But you don't have to worry about that now, do you? I'm sure the Undertaker's gonna do the right thing. Aren't you? I mean, the past three weeks, that's what he's done. The Undertaker's made the conscious decision to do the right thing. And tonight, against the Dudley boys, for your sake, I'm sure the Undertaker will do the right thing. <laughs> then again, even if The Undertaker makes a decision to do the right thing tonight, who's to say, I'll do the right thing? <laughs> Michael, up next, the battle of all the battles. Who is the hottest? Who is the fugliest? It's Sable versus Tori Wilson. Icon versus Icon. And Sable comes out wearing more clothes she's ever worn this decade. Legend versus legend. Michael, how did we get here? Tori appeared in Playboy. Sable didn't like that, so she came back to WWE for some reason. Then they started feuding. And then they both appeared in Playboy. And then they weren't friends anymore. Because Sable told Tori she looked fat. And then Tori told Sable she looked like a slut. <laughs> and, and then it's on. Here we are, boys and girls. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the match, uh, Sable, she kind of kicks a lot. She messes up a sunset flip. The fans are already shitting all over it. That's all Sable had to do so far, just to get them fucking agitated and irate and get them angry. We got a chin lock by Sable, because that's exactly what you need in a match. it has to, to go on longer. <laughs> Uh, the fans, though, they're now silent. They're not even booing anymore. They're now silent. Tori hits one of the worst suplexes that you could probably ever do in the world. Um, Michael Cole says that the fans are chanting for Tori Wilson, but he's absolutely lying through his fucking ass. Well, he said at the start of the match, he even says that they never had divas like this during the old days of Great American Bash. Yeah, because WCW didn't have fucking divas. Yeah, they would have had Medusa. <laughs> Beating <laughs> up some male jobber. Sensational Sherry. I liked how they collided. And both of them went down, which draws well, even more booing from the crowd. Uh, Sable, though, she's playing possum, and she rolls Tori up for the pin. Um, <laughs> they couldn't even do that right, though, because Sable, as she rolled over, Tori's right-hand side was completely off the mat. It was Sable only a head that was on the floor. In just after six minutes. It was just the back of her head that was on the mat. Hold on, wait. she might need mouth-to-mouth corroborate. Well, Charles Robinson, uh, as Tori wants to go for a victory here, but... Sable, ladies and gentlemen, has not moved since she hit heads with Tori Wilson. Well, they might have a, this, this girl, we're having fun on here, but she might be hurt. Yeah, yeah. she may seriously be hurt. Well, kind of loose her teeth up or something. She might have got, she obviously got, got knocked a little silly. I think the referee is thinking possibly of stopping this matchup. Well, he should. Wait a minute! Oh. Sable! Schoolgirl! Schoolgirl! Schoolgirl hooks the tights! Sable was playing passive and picked up the victory! Here's your winner! 
I don't think the shoulder was down, Cole. I mean, well, let me get another look at this. I mean, well, no. first off, Sable was playing possum. Yeah. Second off, she scooped Tori right. Wilson. Thirdly, uh, uh, Sable had Tori's tights. Fourthly, I think the referee was out of position. And fifthly, the referee was out of position. Thanks. Look at this. She, she pulled the tight, yeah, oh yeah. Hello, ref. Shoulder well, was up. never down. I don't uh, believe either shoulder was well, down. in defense, the referee Charles Austin wasn't in the wrong position. And in defense of Charles Austin, oh. he was indeed trying to make sure that Sable well, was okay and Sable right. was playing possum. All right, well, in my opinion, his job is to be in the right position at all times, but that's just me. I never liked referees anyway. Charles did my not want this match to go on any further. That's why he was out <laughs> speaking. Like, fuck this. <laughs> Let's go. Michael, how many mavens for Sable versus Tori Wilson? One maven because of Tori's boobs. I'll give it one maven, one maven because of boobs. That's just how it is. And that's yeah. what Vince makes them, your mind want to work in 2004. Speaking of boobs, Dormarie interviews Renee backstage. And then he <laughs> she her. does. FBI come up and apparently Nunzio has bigger than Renee. That's all <laughs> I took from that segment. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he hit on Dawn and offers to show his French tickler. <laughs> like yes um, th did you notice how we went to the back and Undertaker he starts walking to the ring now yeah. his, his match isn't for a while yet well, but do, it, does it he need does that much of a fucking head start <laughs> I'm telling you <laughs> it takes a long time walking that lad does so Absolutely. the time he's finished walking from there to Gorilla it might be time for the main event <laughs> it might just be up next in as Velocity rolls on it is the gimmick that had so much promise and it's now just dead in it. Mordecai going up against Furman Bob Spark Plug Hardcore Holly. And Mordecai even got his cloak and he looks really sad because he's not got his cloak. That one man crusade is done. Well said, Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Best line you said all night on commentary. So, Michael, how did we get here? So, last week on SmackDown, again. <laughs> The Dudleys and Paul Heyman were having a conversation backstage about shit in the main event that's happening tonight. And then they were interrupted by a big brawl that needs separating. It was going everywhere between these two, Thurman and Mords. That was it. That's the build. That, that's the build. Another just last week, or last couple of weeks. It was last I think week that's again. the thing. That it, there's been a lot of focus on SmackDown at the minute with Eddie and JBL and with Heyman and the Earn and Taker and everything else that's going on. And, but then they thought, hang on, but we do need a pay-per-view. So they just needed to rush and make a load of matches. <laughs> like these, the, We're both watching this on the network and the runtime was, was it two hours 48? Something like that, I didn't It was, I, I think, as long them lines. Yeah. Um, and, but there's like nine matches on this card. But like, JBL and Eddie get 20 minutes. Taker and Paul, they get 15, 20 minutes. Rey Mysterio, Chavo got 20 minutes. And then the rest is just... 10 minutes of this, 6 minutes of that, 7 minutes for that. Like the opening contest we've seen, I think I got 15, 15 and a half minutes. But the rest of it is just, here's 5 minutes of this, here's 10 minutes of this. It's like, I'd rather... Have scrapped. some velocity. No, but they could have scrapped. They could have scrapped. Kenzo and... Uh, right, if you've got to think, right, think about the fans currently. Right, you've just had to sit through Sable and Torre. Before that was Kenzo versus Billy Gunn. And now you've got Mordecai versus Hardcore. You're only... Only thing you're taking f from this pay with enjoyment so far has been the cruiserweight title match. Yeah, I will. I said the opening contest was all right. Yeah, for second. your mid because you, you got Cena and stuff like that. Uh, the, uh, sorry, the second. Yeah, yeah, the opening contest. Se with second Cena best the, match so far. Before it, uh, possibly all right. 
the big dog and Charlie, that was bollocks. Ray and Charvo, that was a great match. Kenzo and Billy Gunn was bollocks. Sable Wilson was bollocks. Mordecai Holly was bollocks. It's, it's just fucking bollocks, isn't it? Absolute fucking bollocks. Michael, what were your favourite moments of Mordecai versus Furman? Uh, when the bell rung to finish it. <laughs> oh. um, I, quite, I quite liked how Taz was making fun of the way that Mordecai talked and basically was making fun of the whole character and, Cole were, and Taz and Cole were doing their best to just shit on Mordecai. That's it. It's over. The gimmick's done. Done. Michael Cole told us at the start of before the match even started the match the gimmick is done, absolutely done. Um, the the finish Mordecai he gets it goes for a, a sit out spine buster uh, that gets a two count and the Alabama slam is counted into a razor's edge for the victory. So Mordecai gets a win over the former number one contender for the world heavyweight title. Yeah, so even though the experiment's over, is we've shit done. on it. The experiment's over. He's done. But yeah, he still gets a win over Thurman. Thurman must be pissed. What's what's Thurman done? <laughs> How many Mavens, Michael, for Mordecai versus Holly in another match that finished just over six and a half minutes? What did I say for Billy Gunn? One. Uh. <laughs> another another single Mav. Are we starting to agree with Dave Meltzer that this is the worst pay-per-view of 2004? What did Dave say about the cruiserweight match? I, I, that's the only statement I read. Because so far it sounds like I am agreeing with him. <laughs> because, but to be fair though, there is matches that like, it's a, it's a pay-per-view full of bollocks and it, it finishes with bollocks. Um, oh, the, don't get me started on J finishes that are bollocks. JBL, JBL Eddie Guerrero's match is, was bollocks. Do you know what I mean? There, there's, there's a lot of bollocks. Speaking of bollocks, up next, it is time for the Texas bull rope, cowbell on a fucking bit of rope match. It is JBL going once again to try and win the World Heavyweight Championships, WWE Championship even, as he goes up against your reigning defending champion, Eddie Guerrero. What's up? The great American bass. And coming up next, the WWE title on the line, Eddie Guerrero, JBL, and a Texas bull rope match. I'll tell you, I said on Sunday Night Heat, I think this match, the rules of this thing, was made by Bradshaw because he wanted this qualification, a match being DQ at Judgment Day. Texas bull rope match. The odds are in the favor of JBL with these steps. And this all started in earnest. It became personal at Judgment Day. On May 16th, 2004, John Bradshaw Layfield defeated Eddie Guerrero at Judgment Day. Now Bradshaw, you may have taken a lot out of me on Judgment Day, Holmes. You didn't take my WWE Championship at the Loco. I should be WWE Champion. Eddie Guerrero took the WWE title, brought it in the ring at Judgment Day, and hit me with it for one reason, to get disqualified because I had him beat. But guess what, Eddie? Kurt Angle has told me that I get the name, the stipulation for the match at the Great American Bash. The match I have chose, Eddie Guerrero will not like. Eddie Guerrero cannot run, he cannot hide, and he cannot get disqualified. The Texas Bull Rope match. One man ties his hand to the one end of the rope. The other man ties his hand to the other. And
And from there, it's fair game. I will take the WWE Championship home with me to New York City. New York City? Michael, how did we get here? So JBL, uh, apparently, and this is what Dewey have told us, he's a Last great week American. on SmackDown. <laughs> in 2004 SmackDown, he's a great American. That's what Dewey have done SmackDown in 2004 has told us. <laughs> we disagree. But he's an he alright American. Against Eddie Guerrero <laughs> at Judgment Day. And technically, he won the match by disqualification. Because Eddie thought, fuck this and it's in wheelchair. Then... They started to keep the feud going for some reason, because wrestling. <laughs> Rather than going the obvious choice for a gimmick f- match for this, they decided to not make this a first blood match, but instead make it a Texas ball rope match. And when he's announcing the rules of the match, Ch- Ch- Tony Chibble does not give a shit. He's reading off a cue card <laughs> on camera, on pay-per-view. <laughs> so, Michael, how do you win a Texas ball rope match? So, you can win by... Touching all four corners in succession. But if your opponent stops you before you've touched all four corners, it restarts. I do but like you can how this lies. DQ if your opponent takes their takes the rope off their wrist on purpose. If it's accidental, it don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> yeah, I do I do like how there's lights on the corners. We were on about this in the last episode. And I didn't know it was this match, it was so soon where there's lights on the corners because the referee I can't be asked to keep count. But they're not even on, in time. There's about a seven-second delay between each t- corner being touched <laughs> and light coming on. And then about a five-minute delay when they're turning them off. Or, is that, this is either going to be a long match or are they all set onto a timer, do you think? I, th- I don't know. In the queue, well, they were just, just queuing I, early. No, it's just someone that's backstage who's, who's he's too engrossed at match watching it and he's late pressing the button to get the lights on. That's what it'll be. Or the ref, the ref might have a clicker or something, or the timekeeper or something. So I might have a clicker that turns them on and off. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So the match itself, uh, Eddie, he goes for the leg, chokes Bradshaw with a bit with the rope. Um, that bell though straight away is getting really annoying. Ding a ding a ding a ding. Every Both time handle. some fucker moves. Uh, both guys they get two corners, but the momentum's broken up. The rope goes around Eddie's neck, and there's a bell shot to put him down. Bradshaw, he puts him in the tree of woe, chokes him upside down. Uh, here comes the Spanish announce table, though. Uh, Eddie blocks a powerbomb going through it. Cowbell to the head, puts JBL down. And more then Eddie puts, Eddie puts Eddie in control. More cowbell. That's all this match needs. More cowbell. He's hitting with cowbell constantly. 
<laughs> we get we get a lot of the spots where we get to two each and it gets broken up. We get to three or the street gets broken up. It was it's one of them it's very much like a cage match where the constant with cage matches as a door when they're constantly going for the door and they get pulled away, yeah. going pulled away, going pulled away. Um, three amigos, Eddie hits and a frog splash for good measure. Um, JBL though it rolls to the floor to stop the fourth corner from being touched, which was a fucking genius move. It was a genius move. Genius move. But I did um, like how. Uh, to get him back into the ring and he goes over the top rope and uses it as a pulley. Yeah, and just wrap, his, wrap it round his neck and bring the come back in. <laughs> uh, JBL, though, that is, that's his go-to offence because once again he wraps the rope round at his neck and throws him into the announce table, which again doesn't break. This and seems more Michael, Michael Cole says it's like rock or concrete. He's like, Michael, come on, it's a fucking announce table made out of just a bit strong cardboard. We all know that, but sometimes they're a bastard and they don't snap. He's just trying to put the concrete over for later. Well, there is that. And a powerbomb puts Eddie through the table and both guys are down again. Somehow, though, only they get only three corners when they're back in the ring. JBL gets three corners again, but then takes a cowbell low to stop things. So the end of the match then, Michael, they've both touched again three corners. And then we get a dive. So he pushes one man, gets pushed onto the other. We go into the corner. And where does your decision lie there? So you can clearly see JBL touched the corner first. <laughs> so Eddie pushes JBL into the corner. And we have a brand new world heavyweight champion, WB champion, because Eddie Guerrero is a bit stupid. That's it. That's angle, an angle comes out and says he doesn't make the rules, even though he's the general manager. So he does, in fact, make the rules. That's kind of how it works. So as because Eddie drove JBL into the post, buckle first, JBL is your new world champion. Cheers, wow. Eddie. Wow. Texas Trump, it's time to take over. Michael, how many mavens for Texas Trump versus Eddie Guerrero? One, because now Eddie's had a shite title reign and now we've got to put up with fucking JBL as champion. <laughs> JBL as champion. And the era of Carvel. Of these John Bellend Layfield bullshit finish has begun. It was it was a very much a bullshit finish. It just very makes your champion. Finish. It just makes Eddie look stupid on how he's lost the title. This is what the WWE Championship is all about, ladies and gentlemen. Oh! A little bit cowbell driven in the, the spine of Bradshaw. Look at this again. I'm sure again. Look at the look at the intensity of Latino heat here. I tell you, your back, your skin will wilt up pretty quickly after being whipped like that by Guerrero. I'm sure all the traditionalists of the Great American Bash, the fans, the wrestling fans, love this match. It's like a throwback match. Now what? Eddie's got Eddie control. Guerrero touches that that first turnbuckle. Can Eddie Guerrero get to the final three and retain his title? Eddie Guerrero desperately trying to get to the final corner. Bradshaw has touched. Oh, oh he did. Bradshaw touched as well. Now we got lights on. First turnbuckle touch, green and red. Bradshaw now touches the second turnbuckle. So Bradshaw now up two turnbuckles yeah. to one. Actually, yeah. it's two two. It's two two. Eddie oh man! And look at that. Bradshaw touched off the close They line. both touched that third one. We are at three and three. The next person to touch the turnbuckle will win the title. That's right. That light should be on, but don't worry about the lights. He did touch. Bradshaw's gonna get it. Come Bradshaw on. arm length away. Bradshaw's Eddie gonna Guerrero get it. Trying to hang on. Desperately trying to oh hang on. Oh my God! He's like five inches away. Bradshaw. Come on, Eddie. Dig down deep, Eddie. Dig down deep, Eddie. Pull him in, Eddie. Rain him in, Eddie. Look at this, Eddie Guerrero. And he's pulling him. Oh. And that cowbell in the back. 
Whoever touches that top turnbuckle, and he got it. sure that the, the right decision was made. And Eddie, I think we all need to see the footage of the end of that match. We all need to see it, so would you please show the footage? What is please. Kurt Angle talking? I don't know. I don't... Okay, this is the end of the match here. Eddie dives over. Eddie Guerrero dives over and... Eddie, as you can see, as you can see, Eddie, as we can all see, that John Bradshaw Layfield's shoulder touched before your hand touched. Now the rules state, now listen to me, I don't make the rules, but the rules state that it doesn't matter which part of your body touches. All that matters is who touches first. Eddie, I'm sorry. I apologize from the bottom of my heart. I am sorry, Eddie, but as the general manager of SmackDown, I have to announce that the winner of this match is the new WWE Champion, John Bradshaw Layfield. Oh my God, wow. Oh, I believe this. JBL thought he lost. Eddie Guerrero is crushed. JBL is the new champion. Wow. And as much as I hate to say it after watching that replay, I believe the general manager was right. Michael, it's time for your main event. It is the Dudleys versus The Undertaker in the Concrete Crypt match. So which Dudley do you think is going to start off? The Dudley or the other Dudley? The Dudley. But the Dudley. Noticed, they're both wearing the pyjama bottoms this time, not just Bubba. They are. They're matching. Bubba's putting effort in these days. They're in the main event of Great American Bash. The first Great American Bash since our last one in 2000. The Dudley's first main event since Survivor Series 2001, I believe. Definitely. Or Invasion, at least. Yeah, I'd probably say Survivor Series, yeah. That was the main event. Oh, no, were they not in the main event of Survivor Series 2003? On Team Austin against Team Bish? Yes. I, think, I forgot about that. He recorded yeah. that. Check that on our, <laughs> on our back plug, 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 plug. <laughs> so, Michael, main event time. Dudley's taker. How did we get here? After Judgment Day, so this match wasn't planned on the last week's Smackdown. <laughs> no, this, this is actually had story. Going for longer than a week. This has actually had story. So a couple of weeks after Judgment Day, Paul Heyman convinced the Dudleys to do something extreme. So they decided to kidnap Paul Bearer and piss off The Undertaker. Kidnap but they gave Paul, Paul Heyman The Undertaker's urn. So he's now been controlling The Undertaker, uh, which... Led to a decent match on SmackDown last week with John Cena. 
their last singles match until WrestleMania 34. As Paul Bearer's been uh, kidnapped, we find out that he's going to be trapped in a crypt tonight. And if Undertaker doesn't do the right thing, that crypt is going to be getting filled up with concrete. And Percy Pringle is going to pop. <laughs> he's going to perish. <laughs> now, my original statement of, well, what about if the crypts will just explode because the pressure of the concrete? Yeah. Well, the, the week after, Paul Heyman went, no, 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 Dave. It's going to be three centimetre thick bulletproof glass. That crypt is going nowhere and Paul Bearer's body is just going to explode. It's going yeah, to be four feet by four feet by eight feet. They're very vague on the stipulation, though. It's all about Taker's got to do the right thing. That's all we find out. But this is your main event, Michael, in 2004 on a pay-per-view that's cost $30 or whatever to watch at home, probably $20, $30 to watch in the arena. It's bollocks, isn't it? I mean, it's nice to see people like Taker and Dudley's getting the position on the card that they deserve. Now, do you know my annoyance well, with it all? Is the fact that Paul Heyman gives a little preview of how it, what's going to go down and filled, filled the crypt up with a little bit of concrete. Yeah. Surely so, that concrete is going to set before the match is over. Surely that can just be turned off. Right. Why don't Undertaker just not lay out Dudley's, then go and lay out Paul Heyman and free his pal? There's no other way. <laughs> There's no other way. So the match then, Taker, he does the right thing. He lays down. But then he goes, then he grabs Bubba right by his throat. Eamon, he says that's not the right thing. And the Dudleys take over. Uh, they fight to the floor. Taker's in control. And he loads up old school. And Heyman says, bad dog, bad, bad dog, dog, bad dog. Bad dog. <laughs> it was great. It was fucking brilliant. And he loads in a lot more cement. Um, now that cement, Michael, that weren't Paul Bearer. No, it's making me think that maybe there's, uh, it might be a screen that's on there. So, Every time that they cut to Paul Bearer in the crypt, it was a pre-recorded shot of a zoomed-in angle. Um, yeah, you could tell it was recorded off off-site. But then every time they looked at the crypt from far away, you could instantly tell that was just a guy that they've dressed up to look like Paul Bearer. Oh yeah, he was a lot skinnier. A lot, a hell of a lot skinnier. A hell of a lot skinnier. Uh, but it's, it's bollocks, isn't it? Um, obviously, can you remember at the time, because they, they leaked it out of the, earlier during the day about the ending to the match, and then there was that video that I still think is on YouTube now of the uh, Undertaker rehearsing. The dress rehearsal, yeah. Yeah, the that. dress rehearsal to it. Um, Bubba, though, he stops the cement, saying they can take him out on their own. Uh, the fans are loudly booing, loudly booing. Uh, they beat Undertaker using suplexes, elbows, out to the floor, Bubba lays a piece of the announce table on Undertaker for a two great. count. Great use of <laughs> and, your environment. And then hits a sleeper. Old school hits, but Devon hits Taker low. Taker low sits up, and Heyman holds up the urn, and then a tombstone ends Devon. So is that it? Is he beating the urn? Is it the, the powers aren't going to hold me down anymore? Uh, Heyman, he goes to pull the lever again, but Taker sends a bolt of lightning to stop him. Uh, he then pulls the lever himself to kill off Paul Bearer for about four or five years. Oh, he says, Paul, there's no other way. It's got to be this way. Rest in peace. And now Bubba Ray back into the ring. The Dudley boys perhaps setting up Undertaker for a double team. What? And indeed they are. Look at this. Look at this. The double team. I've seen them do that several, several times. And now, what's he doing? 
Heyman. I don't know what Heyman's doing. He's holding the urn in his hand. Well, that's good. At least he's away from that damn lever for that, that mixer. Yeah, that is good, but he's holding the urn that Paul Bearer had held for 13 years. Paul Bearer's not holding that right now. Oh, Undertaker uh -oh. sat up and looked right into the eyes of that, that psychopath, Paul Heyman. The urn will stop the Undertaker now. And, oh. and stopped him just for an instant to allow Bubba Ray Dudley. Uh-oh, look out. Bubba Ray going for the Amazon Slam. Wow. Devon, look at this. Oh, my God. Devon. Oh, Tombstone. Tombstone. That was definitely not the right thing, but the Undertaker picks up the victory. And Heyman is P.O. Man, he's not happy. Uh-oh. I thought we had an arrangement. I thought you and I agreed that you would do the right thing. And it's obvious to me, sir, that you care about Paul Bearer. So since you won't do the right thing, I guess I'll have to do the right thing. Oh my God. Stop. Paul Heyman. Just stop him, Taker. Oh, what the hell? What the hell was that? Was that, was that, a, that was a lightning bolt. And Undertaker. Oh, hold on, this is getting weird, man. Undertaker now stalking Heyman. Well, I believe save the Undertaker me. may indeed have saved Paul um, Bearer there. Yes. Sure. You can save Paul Heyman was going to pull that lever. <laughs> Did it. Here's the take a chance. Wow. Man, that, that is how it should be. That's the way 13 years right there, baby. The Undertaker bowing, not Get him only out of there. not to the urn, but to Paul Bearer, his longtime confidant. His longtime friend, Paul Bearer. Let's get him out of that cement there. All that heavy weight on that man's chest, on Paul Bearer's chest. Close, but no cigar, Heyman. Now, thank God for that lightning bolt. I don't know how that happened. What was that? I don't know what it was. Save me! I have no idea. Save me, Well, that was the lever that Paul Heyman used. You can do it. You're the only one that can do it. Save my life, Undertaker. Paul. I have no other choice. Rest in peace. No. Oh my God. No, no, oh no. Take Undertaker, no. what are you doing? What the you hell is he doing? Do that. What? No. The cement. Undertaker no. pulled the lever. Undertaker. What? What are you doing? No. Oh my God. 
we've just witnessed murder on a pay-per-view. Michael, what a pay-per-view. Attempted murder, murder. Well, Bobbley, Billy Gunn, Charlie Ass, and JBL's your new world champion. Well, Michael Cole does say on commentary that uh, we'll never forget the Great American Bash, but, you know, sorry, I did. <laughs> we will never, ever forget the Great American Bash. So in just under 15 minutes, Paul Bear is dead. The Undertaker wins. Um, Michael, how many mavens for the Undertaker and Bubba Ray and Devon and the Concrete Crypt? I'm a big fan of Dudley's. I'm a big fan of Taker, big fan of Heyman, big fan of Paul Bear as a manager. That being said... Two and a half and being nice because of people who are in it. I think it was bollocks. I love me bollocks. Right? I love good old wrestling bollocks. But that was a bit too much bollocks for a main event of a pay-per-view. Yeah, that, that's, that's a mid-card that, bollocks. That's mid-card bollocks. But that was Great American Bash. What a return after four years of being away. Michael, as always, what was your best match? What was your worst match? And if the Great American Bash 2004 was a superstar of the Ruth of Aggression era, who would it be? So, match of the night, as I've said, Ray versus Chavo. Probably one of, Agreed. The one of their best matches. Agreed. Uh, worst match, Divas. Agreed. And if this was a superstar, I would say Mr. America, brother. <laughs> Mr. Because America, brother. America. And, but, you know, it was shit. <laughs> it was absolutely shit. I'd say if the, this was a superstar of the Ruthless Aggression era, it would probably be Johnny Stamboli because it was fucking shite. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that. <laughs> and before, Michael, before we go, about it feels like about a month ago now, we did a little caption contest. And the caption was Paul Heyman addressing Smackdown, our next episode of Smackdown, addressing the WWE and The Undertaker. So I put out that picture to the Twitterverse and to the Facebookverse. Uh, that's a thing. And I asked them for their best captions. So the picture is just Paul Heyman stood there with a piece of paper. And Michael, what did Facebook say he was reading to the WWE Universe? On our Facebook post, and thank you to everybody who commented, uh, we had Gary Elbone saying, I'm going home to TNA Impact. <laughs> Over on Twitter, at Scottish Juggalo, said, ladies and gentlemen, one, something's got to give. Two, something's got to give. Three, something's got to give. No, let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. James Aaron Fretz said, with a picture of Poochie from The Simpsons, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going home now. My planet needs me. <laughs> That's Luther Reigns all over that. Don't know about Paul Heyman. Uh, Glenn Abbott over on Twitter said, ladies and gentlemen, I've just received this note from Brock Lesnar. Dear Mr. Heyman, Brock can't come out to play today as he's been a very naughty boy. Love, Sable. <laughs> Back over on Facebook, James Aaron Fretz once again said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Brock Lesnar thinks he is not the father of Lisa's baby. The lie detector determined that is a lie. <laughs> uh, Philip Goad said, the board of directors have, de have declared... That if the fans do not stop booing me, I can and will bring back Nathan Jones. <laughs> that's a, that's an early winner, that is. <laughs> Chris Broadwell on Facebook said, What we have here is a list of all the women I've slept with. As you see, it is blank. <laughs> uh, Thomas Ross. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. And please allow me to read a list of banned words as of May 2020. Title shot, belt, Roman Reigns, wrestling, 
push Cedric Alexander, push Ricochet, sneezing. <laughs> Roman Paul T- Torn on Facebook said, Vince McMahon, you just made the list. <laughs> at A16Adam on Twitter says, As strange as it is staring at a half-empty arena while all these people are behind me, I must admit, the stuff that Rob Van Dam gave me makes it easier. <laughs> Chris Sullima on Facebook said, I would say I'm sorry for this storyline that we have to witness. A very bad storyline that will end with a very bad match. William Kitchen said, Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman and the reason I have this piece of paper out here is because I need to do an eye test. Scott Crider on Facebook said simply, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. That it? That's it. <laughs> uh, Scott Cavaliero said, he's got two words for you, Matt freaking Hardy. And Toby Highfield on Facebook said, I'm holding here a list of reasons as to why I drove to Durham. <laughs> <laughs> that, my friends, is your winner. My apologies that we've took that so long to do this caption contest. We do apologise, uh, but we do thank you all for your do, posts. Absolutely. And we thank you once again for taking your time out to listen to us ramble on about the ruthless aggression era. Michael, if they don't already, let them know where they can find us on all forms of social media. On all forms of social media, be it Facebook, Twitter, anything like that, it's at our era podcast. That is it. And until next time, where it will be the Voyage to Vengeance where we look at the next couple of weeks because uh, these pay-per-views are coming thick and fast as we approach Raw's Vengeance 2004. As always, I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Until then. America, fuck yeah. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. I'm ready to smell fear. I smell a lot. My competitors flex I want it all, excess, the sex, and much success, stress, I want it all, no less, so come on!